and welcome to Property, Australia's favourite obsession. My name's Jeremy Cownan and today is another Quick Hits episode. I'll be back next week with another full episode, but today it's just the two of us. And I wanted to have a chat today about why I think that property is such a great investment vehicle for so many people. Now, I know that we're all different. We've all got different goals and objectives and different investment biases, but I want you to know that I really love property. And I love property because of the fact that you can touch it, you know, you can touch and feel the texture of it. Everybody needs it. You know, we all need somewhere to live. We all need somewhere to sleep. We all need somewhere to go to work and to spend our leisure time. It's so important that the underlying point of property is that everybody needs it. And there's that old quote, buy property, they ain't making any more. It's a fixed asset. You can't make any more property. We can't make the world any bigger than what it currently is. And that's a really important point. But I think probably the number one thing that I really love about property is that all human productivity games will end up driving its price higher. And that's because the more productive we become, the more profitable we are. And with that profit, we will always use that money to bid up properties in the most desirable locations. It's happened since the dawn of time, since man has been around, and it's no different to the gazelles on the African plains searching for the greenest pastures, the most desirable land. And so it is with us, whether we're running a business and we want to be in a main street with the most foot traffic, or whether we have a desire to live on a beachfront location with a beautiful view. The thing is that we will always bid up property in the most desirable location. But what might surprise you is that I also love shares and I actually have another business called Calnan Flack. You can go look it up if you like. It's C-A-L-N-A-N-F-L-A-C-K.com and it's an advice and funds management business. We run several investment portfolios that investors can access. We have a wonderful investment committee and some very, very strict processes that we apply and we have a very different approach to our investment philosophy. But the point of the matter is that I really do have a foot in both camps. I really love real estate, but I also really enjoy the share market. And they reckon that as an individual that, you know, a combination of your parents, that your DNA is really what drives you. And certainly in my case, it's absolutely the case because my mum loves property doesn't want a bar of things to do with shares, and my dad is a lover of shares. Now, from mum, I got the property, and from dad, I definitely got my interest in the share market. So I'm not really one to get involved in that argument as to, you know, shares are better than property, or property is better than shares. I'm convinced that there's a place for both investments for people. So I'm lucky enough to have a foot in both camp. But one thing I will say is that I'm absolutely convinced that the best share market investors actually also understand the property market and the best property investors also understand the share market, that they go hand in hand. And there's several reasons that I say this, that if you understand the share market, the share market can help tip off investors as to what they're likely to see in the future. And understanding the share market will help you also identify when there actually are real bubble conditions. But the real estate market will help you understand the direction of the really big or the mega trends that are underway. And it'll help you understand how the economic and market crashes of, say, 2020 are different 
to that of which occurred in 2009. Now, that's not something we're going to go in today and uh, might be a topic that we cover later on, but it is really important to understand that if you can understand the share market as a property investor, it can give you a huge, huge advantage. But today, I want to discuss why I think property is such a great investment vehicle for so many people, and it has a lot to do with investors allowing property as an asset class to do its work over time. See, property, it is a long-term investment. It's not a path to quick riches. It's going to take you some time, I'm sorry to say. But because you enter it with a longer-term time frame, it will give the asset a chance to work its magic. And this is what happens with people that often invest in shares is they don't allow the time frame to match their expectations, that they get caught up in the market action. And that's actually why I think that most people who invest in the share market should do so with the help of an advisor. So far in this podcast, we haven't really spoken much about your investing emotions, but it is really, really important part of investing to understand the effect and the impact that your emotions are going to have on your investment outcome. The psychology of investing, you must understand your own psychology and you must match your actions to your psychology. See, we all know that as the market moves up, you know, we go through those uh, those emotions of the excitement and the thrill. And then we have that expectation that the market is or the asset is just going to keep going to the moon. We hit that euphoria. But then as the market starts to drop, There's the anxiety, the fear, the desperation and panic that starts to set in. And soon enough, it'll turn to regret. And then right at the bottom of the market, we'll have the expectation that whatever it is, is going to fall to nothing. It will be worth absolutely zero. But of course, it's at that point that the market turns around and slowly our emotions change to despondency and depression as the market starts to rise. And then we get a little bit of hope and a little bit of optimism And as the market keeps rising, that optimism turns back into excitement, thrill, and of course, the euphoric feeling at the top of the market. And that's the emotions that we typically go through as investors. But the thing is, we need to think about how quick that feedback loop is for our investments. Because shares and other things like cryptocurrencies have very, very fast feedback loops. They are priced instantly. They are very, very liquid and very tradable and typically subject to much higher levels of volatility. And that heightened volatility places our emotions, our investor emotions on high alert. That volatility continually pokes and prods our emotions. Whereas property allows you to take a little bit more control of your emotions because the feedback loops are much slower. It's a bit like the tortoise and the hare, that the tortoise is just slowly plod, plod, plod. And that's what we see with real estate, plod, plod, plod through our 20-odd year cycle, whereas the hare is like the cryptocurrencies and the shares, where it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, continually action, 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 making you make a lot of investment decisions. And those decisions continually place your emotions on high alert. And in this era of social media, it makes it even worse because we're just absolutely continuously bombarded with news and information. And I'm not even discriminating where we get it or what the quality of that information and news actually is. It could be from the Wall Street Journal or the Financial Review, keeping you abreast of what's going on in the banking industry, or you might get your feeds from Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or YouTube or any other social media platform that just continually bombards you with information. 
And of course, it's not just you who's getting this information. It's your colleagues, it's your friends, it's your family. And of course, it's always that nosy neighbor that keeps you informed of the sale prices in your area. The fact is that we're all bombarded with too much information and this information continually stirs up our emotions. And when our emotions get tickled, we feel like we need to take action. It eats away with us. Am I doing the right thing? Will the market crash? What will happen if interest rates increase quickly? And what happens if my tenant leaves? Will I find a new tenant? Will the government increase overseas migration? We just continually are thinking about all of these things. And the more we think about it, the more it heightens our investor emotions. But the better we can keep our emotions under control, the more we can make logical and sensible decisions, the better our investment outcomes. And that's why I say you need to know yourself. You need to understand your goals. You need to know what your investment biases are and your risk tolerance. You need to understand how are you getting provoked? How are your emotions reacting to the news and information that is continually getting spat at you? The real trick to investing in real estate is to be able to buy well and hold for the long term. From my experience, the people that have made really big money in real estate are those that have held property for long, long periods of time. It's not those that have flipped and renovated quickly and moved from property to property. It's those people that have bought quality properties throughout the cycle and not been leveraged at the very end of the cycle that have done exceptionally well. And that's how we want to be. We want to be able to keep our emotions under control and make sure that we allow property as an asset class to fulfill the promises made throughout history. And that, of course, is to increase in value over the longer term. To allow our five drivers of infrastructure, technology, population, government, and of course, credit to work their magic. That's what we want to see. We want to keep our emotions intact to ensure that the effortless advantage can do its work to drive prices higher. Let's wrap it up there. It's really important, this idea of your investor emotions, to acknowledge them and understand what actually pokes you. What is it that gets you stirred up and when are you likely to make a foolish decision because that's the last thing we want. So as I said, we'll wrap it up there. I want to give a big shout out to everyone who's listening. I am super appreciative of you all joining me once again. And I'm very, very grateful for those of you that have reached out and uh, had a bit of a chat with me. I really love to hear what you're thinking, what topics you want to hear, what subjects you want me to cover. Of course, you can find me on Facebook, Insta and Twitter under the handle of PAFOPOD. PAFO, of course, is the acronym for Property Australia's Favourite Obsession. So P-A-F-O-P-O-D. Or, of course, you can drop me an email at jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, at pafo.com.au. I'd love to have a conversation and hear your questions and get your feedback. So if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget, please do like, subscribe, and leave us a rating or review. And don't forget to tell your friends all about us. I've been your host, Jeremy Cowden. You've been listening to Property, Australia's favorite obsession. And until next time, let's keep obsessing about property. Any opinions or recommendations expressed should be considered general in nature, as they do not consider your personal objectives or financial circumstances. You should therefore consider these matters yourself before deciding whether the advice is appropriate to you and if you should act upon it. Should advice be sought, please seek an appropriately qualified advisor. Investing may not be appropriate for everyone, as there is inherent risk and the possibility of loss when investing in financial assets, just as there is the possibility of profits. While useful for identifying patterns, 
History and past performance do not guarantee future performance. Calvin Flack has a commercial relationship with guests appearing on this production. 